This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today, I have Allison. Back by popular demand, I guess. And also with us today is Laser Kid. Howdy, guys. How you both doing today? Can't complain. It's not a bad night. It sure ain't. Um, I'm just chilling around here. Uh... Dying from manga overdose, basically. So, basically a normal day for you. Yeah, pretty normal. Hopefully I'll actually get through some of this manga, though, but who knows? We'll see. I might be dead in the morning. We'll have to get an autopsy for you. Yes, they'll say death by manga. He was reading too much Battle Shonen. Yeah, too much Battle Shonen. Luckily, we have some Battle Shonen anime today to talk about, because we're talking about Demon Slayer Episode 10. Huzzah! Yes. Um, so, let's just get straight into recapping this episode. So, we left off last time with Tanjiro having finally cut off Yahaba's head. And, uh, it kind of just falls to the floor and he's, like, super mad and everything. And with his final uh, ounce of strength, he uses his demon blood art on Tanjiro to use his, like, magic, like, arrow things to fly Tanjiro all over the place in an attempt to kill him. Uh, But since Tanjiro's kind of already figured out what to do to, like, circumvent the arrows, he kind of starts, like, spamming all his breathing techniques to break his fall and reduce the damage. And as he's finally starting to lose all his breath, Yahaba finally fades away and the arrows kind of all deactivate. Um, so Tanjiro's kind of fine, like, for the most part, except he's kind of physically exhausted and can't really move much anymore. Yeah, he mentions having a broken rib, I believe. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's come out for the most part fine, but yeah, he's still injured, of course, because it was still a tough fight for him. But the rest of the battle have to be taken care of by Yushiro and everyone else. So we then pan over to Susumaru, who's attacking Yushiro um, with her flurry of Tamari balls. And as the balls start to overpower Yushiro, Nezuko comes in and starts kicking them again. And this time they work. Yes, Nezuko has powered up. She is now Captain Nezubasa. And this is the ultimate Tamari Ball soccer anime. Oh no. <laughs> so after giving Yushiro a good head pat, Nezuko starts kicking around the balls with Susamaru. Uh, Susamaru is a pretty good kicker, but Nezuko's the real champ here. She's been training those legs for this moment. And uh, Tamiyo notes that like she just gave Nezuko like a normal like healing potion that she'd give to demons. But for some reason, Nezuko has legitimately gotten stronger. Um... So yeah, apparently Nezuko just keeps getting more powerful the more that she heals. So that's cool. Um, and she basically just completely overpowers uh, Susamaru. And Tamiyo decides to finish everything off then with her own demon blood art, which manipulates the kind of uh, brain of demons. And 
basically makes Susamaru say Muzan's name. And that is the one taboo that the demons can't say. They can't say the name of the person that created them into a demon. And that causes Susamaru to die through these weird, creepy hand things that jet out of her body. It was pretty discomforting to watch. Like, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's really messed up. Like... What I, like especially in the anime because like it's the hands are these weird like dark colors like it looks so creepy. God, it really does. Like it almost looks like kind of like ground or sand or something. Yeah, and like the hands then like crush Susamara's head and everything, and it's like oh god. But uh, then as like Susamara's kind of just like basically destroyed at this point, like all that's really left of her is like blood and like her clothing and like Tamiyo notices that one of uh Susumaru's eyes actually fell out of like her like skull and she's looking at the eye and she tells Tanjiro that unfortunately these weren't uh members of the Kizuki they were just regular demons that Muzan had uh turned so even though they had a tough fight they didn't get the concentration of blood that they needed but t- n- nevertheless, Tamio decides to take the blood anyways because it can help with like further analysis to find a cure for like the uh, demon like powers. Um, after this, like uh, Tamio, Yushiro, Nesko kind of head down into the shelter, but Tanjiro kind of looks one last time at uh, Susamaro's kind of dying like body, and like he can hear Susamaro saying like, uh. Mari, or like basically the second half of the word Tamari, and uh, uh, play with me. And like, it reminds Tanjiro that, like, at one point these demons were human, and like, Susamaro, like, sounds like a child. She was probably like a child or something when, like, Muzan turned her into a demon, and it just makes the whole situation all the more effed up. I mean, yeah, it was actually really haunting in the anime here. Like, I knew it was coming, except for the manga, but oh man. It was really haunting here. Yeah, the delivery especially is just like really kind of, I wouldn't say unsettling necessarily, but it's really like kind of somber. Yeah. But after this, uh, Tanjiro decides to go down into the shelter um, and Nesuko is now feeling better after like the whole battle and gives uh, Tanjiro a big hug. And uh, then Nesuko also goes and hugs Tamio and gives Yushiro another head pat. As you do, because Nezuko is amazing. And then Yushiro just gets upset because that that's him. <laughs> yes, Yushiro only wants head pats from Tamiyo, clearly. Yes, those are the only head pats that he shall accept. Yeah, and uh, when Yushiro's kind of all flustered, like, Tanjiro kind of points out that Nezuko probably, like, sees them as family because of, like, the whole hypnosis that um, Urokodaki placed on her. But uh, Tamiyo kind of points out that that, like, hey, shouldn't this only affect humans, since, like, she's supposed to uh, view humans as her family? But Tanjiro points out that, like, hey, that must mean that Nezuko consider you, considers you too human. And that actually makes Tamio start crying. And I, I really love that scene, because it's, like, it's really kind of foreshadows, like, later things we learn about Tamio for one thing. And just kind of builds up all this emotion that, like, it gives us kind of context, like, hey, like, th- she's been through so much that this really does mean a lot to her. Yeah, I mean, even, I, I don't know what's gone on with her, but just seeing that, it's clear that 
it really made her happy to be seen that way. Yeah, so it's a really kind of sweet scene. And uh, after all this, Tamiyo asked Tanjiro if uh, they should take Nezuko with them, since Yushiro and Tamiyo are going to basically leave uh, the city and just kind of go travel, since they don't want to be hunted down by Muzan. Um, but Tanjiro says that he wants Nezuko to stay with him, so that like he's not separated from his family ever again, and that they can be together. Um, and as Tanjiro and Nezuko finally leave the shelter, Yushiro finally admits that Nezuko is beautiful. All hail Nezuko. All hail Nezuko. So we then kind of move on to the next day, and Tanjiro and Nezuko are heading to the southeast for Tanjiro's next mission. And the episode ends off as they encounter a screaming boy begging a young girl to marry him. I'm going to have fun next week. Yeah, I wonder who that boy is. Ah, I don't know. Some some guy. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers, it's Zenitsu. My personal favorite character in the show, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, that was a really solid episode, and it basically ended off the uh, story arc that we were kind of going through for the last few episodes, and it's a really kind of good capping off point. Yeah, I, I, I like that they didn't over-drag out the fight, because you really could have... But doing it the way they did also gave us a lot of plot information. Something I noticed while um, going through and taking notes and stuff, this explains why the bog demon was so freaking terrified about t- saying anything about Muzan, because that would happen to him. Yeah, like, Muzan really doesn't want people uh, speaking about him. And, like, Tamiya also mentioned this in her, like, uh, conversation with uh, Susamaru that, like, the reason that that taboo's in place is so that demons can't, like, riot against Muzan and, like, overtake him. Because obviously he's giving all these demons powers. And, like, in theory, like, maybe they could, like, actually rebel against him and defeat him. But by having this in place, it makes it a lot harder to really make anyone collaborate with each other and really makes them slaves to Muzan. That's... That's true. I also liked how she managed to just completely troll um, the heck out of uh, Susumaru and be like, yeah, Muzan's a coward. How do you like that? While she's doing that demon art. And then, so the, the irony here, Susumaru gets killed for defending Muzan's honor by Muzan. There's something poetic about that. There kind of is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like this episode, and... It's kind of, I, I think I enjoy this fight just a lot in general. It's a really kind of good, like, follow-up to the Bog Demon, because, like, it still kind of feels like it's in this, like, weird Demon of the Week type structure, but it's kind of moving also the plot more forward, which is really nice. Yeah. Also, I just have to say it, Yahaba did the best Black Knight impression ever. I just needed him to say that he was going to bite Tondro's ankles off, but, you know. Just a flesh wound! <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. We've kind of uh, briefly mentioned the manga here, but this adapted chapters 18 and 19 of the manga, and it's a pretty straight adaption as usual. I'd say the main place where it really kind of took a lot more liberties is with uh, Tanjiro kind of uh, countering the arrows from Yahaba and really kind of fully animating that sequence. And also the the scene with uh, Susamaru dying, that was also, I think, a lot more, I think, slightly drawn out. Really kind of emphasized more the music and the 
vocal delivery, which I think really worked for that scene. I will totally agree with that. And aside from that, also the kicking scene, the Tamari Ball kicking scene, that looked so good in the anime. Like, in the manga, it's mainly just a few panels, like, spread across two pages, but, like, you really kind of see it have a lot more kind of adrenaline and tension to it in the anime. It's just more reason to point out, yeah, uh, don't piss off Nezuko, it's not a good idea. Yeah, and don't give her round objects that she can kick back at you. (laughs) Yes, don't do that either. Clearly, we just need Nezuko to join a soccer team. She'll be the star player. We, we, we need a spinoff of Isekai where Nezuko gets sent into the real world and now has to be a soccer player. <laughs> this is what we need. I mean, I would buy it. I, I would buy it, too. Allison, would you buy that? Yes. We're in full agreement. We must get this made. Let's fly to Japan. Yes, come on, Japan. You can do it. Please, Japan, give us our Nezuko spinoff. I want an Inosuke spinoff more personally. We'll get spinoffs for every character. Yes, everyone gets a spinoff. Inosuke can just, you know, have a story about being awesome on the mountain and fighting people. He'll he'll be riding boars everywhere. He'll be king of the mountain. Yeah. In fact, that could be the name of the show. Of the show. Inosuke, king of the mountain. I mean, he claims that he's king of the mountain later, so... I mean, sometimes he says he's the god of the mountain, too. He just kind of... Can't really quite decide. He's just both. He's God and King. He's the God King of the Mountain. Yes. Aside from that, the only real like uh, new dub edition in this episode was Zenitsu, who we've mentioned before is voiced by Alex Slay. And I think just from the little bit uh, we heard of him, he did a really good job as Zenitsu. Like, I really like kind of the performance that he's given. I totally agree with that. I loved him when we we saw him at the end of the selection, but I like him here, too. I mean, it's Zenitsu. It's my favorite guy. He's my freaking Discord avatar. I love him. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that Zenitsu. Zenitsu is a very enjoyable character. I think Inosuke is a little better, personally. I mean, we'll get to Inosuke very soon, though. He'll be coming up. And I do like Inosuke. I'm just more of a Zenitsu guy, but... You know, I, I, there, there isn't a main character in this show that I don't like. Yeah, there, there's, there's a boy here for everyone, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the next arc is going to be, I think, a really enjoyable one for a lot of people. I think with this next one, we kind of get a full kind of fledged cast, basically. This next arc is where it really starts to be something different. Yeah, I think by the next arc, Gotage, I think, really kind of gets their footing on the direction that they want to take the story. While a lot of these early kind of storylines are more like kind of experimentation, seeing like what works, what's coming up is more of a refinement and more of kind of a finalized, established narrative. So yeah, I mean, next few episodes are going to be hype. Hell yeah, they are. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what we end up with, with uh, Inosuke's voice actor. Yeah, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how Bryce, uh, handles Inosuke. Yes, I've, I heard the little demo reel they did with all the characters, and he seems okay, but I have to admit, I, I, I have no doubt of his ability, but I question the fit, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually don't put too much weight in demo reels, because it's usually, when you're, when you're hearing a performance out of context, I feel like you aren't getting the full effect, so I think seeing it within the show, I think, will give us the best idea of how he'll perform as the character. 
Overall, though, I'm pretty optimistic about it. Like, Bryce Pappenbrook is a very talented voice actor, so. Yeah, no question there. No question there at all. But yeah, I mean, uh, any other final thoughts about this episode? I thought it was good. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Not looking forward to all the complaining when everyone starts saying Nezuko doesn't do much anymore because Nitsu and Inosuke are in the show. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see how people react. I think, for the most part, I think people will be positive. She still does stuff, so it's not like there's no use for her. Yeah. it. You have more characters to divide the attention between, so you have more divided focus, but... Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel that's kind of a good thing, because, like, as much as I love the Tanjiro Nesuka relationship, just having the two of them be the primary focus kind of limits, I think, a lot of, like, the variety you can do with situations. Like, when Inosuke and Zenitsu are added in the coming episodes, I think the kind of dynamic is a lot better in the story, and, like, it has a lot more, I think, character variety, like, on a constant basis. I can see that. But I guess if, like, we've said everything we want to say, we might as well plug her stuff and get out of here. I guess so. Yeah, this was pretty short episode. <laughs> I mean, there, and it was a Not pretty cool episode, happened. but it's like, exactly. It's just like, it's, it's a continuation hey. of, like, last week and just capping off everything, so. There were some really strong emotional moments, and we covered those, so. Yeah, so I guess, uh, Allison, where can people find you? At meowt900 on twitter.com. And also on Discord at meowt900 uh, hashtag something. <laughs> Discord does numbers weird. I am on the Tsunami Faithful server as well. Usually being sleepy and being grumpy to people that I don't know that good. And Laser, where can people find you? Oh, I'm uh, Laser Prime over on Twitter. And like Allison, you can find me on the uh, Tsunami Faithful Discord. Kind of just hanging out. I'm more about around being a silly person, but you know. Awesome. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ, where I'm usually either reading something, writing reviews, or not sleeping, or sometimes all three at the same time. Aside from that, you can find my more manga focused reviews over on all-comic.com and my more Tanami focused reviews and articles over on tanamifaithful.com. So definitely check out both of those. As far as the podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast, and on the Chinami Faithful website at ChinamiFaithful.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast. And on all of those, we kind of post when the podcast is up. And on the Twitter specifically, we post various Demon Slayer news and stuff like that. So definitely give those a follow. And you can listen to the podcast on a wide variety of streaming platforms. Spotify, uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So whatever you listen to podcasts on, subscribe to us and listen to all our episodes. And that about does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later.